Yeah, let's get back to our conversation now. Flashback Friday. We are in conversation with um, oh, Mamo Hazel Gumede. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, let's welcome our guest on the line, Hazel Gumede. They called her special. Special good evening from us. Thank you for joining us on SAFM tonight as we look back at your career and your journey in netball. Good evening, Tabiso. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I hope that you're well and you're safe during these difficult times we're living in. I am well. In, in God's grace, I am well. Thank you. That's wonderful to hear. Ma'am, are you still involved in netball? Yes, I am, but not uh, uh, nationally or provincially. I'm just coaching a school. Which school is that? Uh, Olives. Olives. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, it's at uh, Henry on Cliff. Oh, okay. That is th- 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 that that that's wonderful. In the Val. Yes. How's the talent? The Oprah Winfrey Leadership for Girls. Oh yes, yes. I did read yes. that you were part of that Oprah Winfrey Leadership for Girls. How long have you been involved there for? Mm, this is my eleventh year. <laughs> wow. And and how yeah. has it been going for you? I guess it's going great if you've been there for eleven years. Yeah, it's going great, eh? It's going great. Um, I'm busy with the job, and I'm just enjoying it. Mm. So is your focus netball at the school? Yes, I'm doing netball. I am uh, a sports coordinator now. Wow. And and how's the talent there? Uh, how's the work? I'm the sorry. talent. Is the talent there at the school? Uh, yes, there is. Mm. Plenty of it. We have talent in soccer, talent in touch rugby, talent in netball. So, yeah, there is talent. And, and now that you've mentioned it, how does the school work? Is, is, there, is there mainly a focus on education or is it both sport and education? It's been mostly on education. But mm. we do sport, we do compete, we do go uh, to trials. So, yeah, but mostly it's education. We're focusing more on academics. And overall, Mama Hazel, how long have you been involved in the in the sport of netball? Uh, I think since uh, 76 when it started, but I was not like 100% active. Mm. At that time, um, as black kids, we were still playing uh, basketball, mm. but not the American basketball. Um, I think it's golf ball now. So I was playing that. And then uh, during the, the appraisal, then netball was introduced. Then I started uh, playing netball at high school. Golf ball? What, what is that? Is that like, are you saying it was like basketball? Yeah. It, 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 you know, we were calling it basketball. But mm. when you look at the basketball that is played now, and, the bas- the, and what we called basketball then, it's totally different. That's you know, if, if you were my age, then mm. you'd know, but then most people don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I also... You know, the young ones don't even know. Yeah, no, I have no clue what you're talking about, but that's an interesting one. And how popular was, was Corfball? It was, it was popular. It was popular because that is what we played at school, um, and we played at club level. So it was popular. It was netball, it was uh, basketball and soccer mm. at that time. So and and that time, uh, you know, like girls were not 
playing soccer that much. Mm. So we were playing basketball, and we had uh, a township league, and we would play from one area uh, to another. So, yeah, it was popular. Okay. And and, and you, 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 you then... You played in the 70s and 76. You said you started playing netball. How difficult was it at the time, given the political situation in the country, and especially in Soweto? You know, when I started, I didn't even know that there was black and white netball. Mm. I just played until I was I was selected to play uh, for Southern Transvaal. And that is when I realized that, yo, Something is not right here because I was the only black in the in, in that all white team. Yeah. But then it was it was hard. It was not an easy thing. You know, you become excited when you are told that yo, you're gonna be this first black that is gonna be mm. playing in a white team. So firstly we, we were not even aware that there is apartheid, that there is the segregation and all that. Mm. Because we were mostly in the township. I don't know. The, I think going to town was when I used to go with my grandfather. Only when it's Christmas and then we're going to go there just to see the, the, the beautiful Johannesburg at night with the lights and all. So I, I knew that my grandmother was working for white people. But for me, there was nothing that says apartheid. And I didn't know then what was the meaning of that. Until 76, 76, I was still at primary. And, you know, we saw these people moving because I was at, at Fred Lass, which is on Elias Mutualism. So, you know, when the match was moving from uh, Morris Isaacson, they passed there going to, to, to uh, Musi High. So we were under the desk at that time, and we didn't know what was happening. Then it dawned after that that, oh, okay, there's something like this. Okay, we are doing uh, we we are doing this subject to all subjects in Africans because of this thing, this monster called apartheid. And all you wanted to do was just play netball. I, I was just interested of just playing netball, but for me, I was just a, 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 a sports fanatic because I, I did athletics at school. I played tennis, so I was just everywhere. Mm. But uh, I ended up falling in love with netball. So I, I once read an interview, um, Hazel Kumera, that you did with G-Sport Awards, where G-Sport for Girls, where you talk about a tournament you were supposed to attend in Uppington, and um, then you didn't go to that tournament. Was it because of the color of your skin? Oh yes, yes, Ta- it was because of of the color of my skin. Uh, I was selected, uh, you know, like uh, I mentioned earlier on that I was uh, the first black to be selected to play for Southern Transvaal. And, uh, you know, it was all over. It was in the newspapers. Uh, by then it was the world uh, before Sowetan. So it was in the newspapers. It was on SAPC 1, hmm. SAPC 2, you know, talking about his special committee, the first black to represent, you know, Southern Housing, uh, Southern Transvaal at that time. And everyone was excited. I was excited but confused. But then I was looking forward to go to this tournament. But unfortunately, I was never told of when, you know, are we practicing or mm. where are we practicing or when are we living until when we came back. 
And I only read about it uh, on the on 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 the newspaper again. You know, when people are asking, "Ah, you people, they went and they left you behind." So mm. yeah. So you were picked for the squad, but you didn't go. You were not told when the squad is training and when they are going to play. No, not at all. And. I guess it's because people had reservations about you being in the team because of the color of your skin. You know, for, for me, for me, for me to be selected was a mission on its own. Oh. Because I tried to play, I went to visit a friend, Isabelle. Mm. She, she was um, at Vet University. So I went, she recruited me to play for her team. So I went to Vet and, and they were practicing, the coach was not there, and I got there and I started coaching, you know. Uh, unconsciously so. Uh, and then when the coach arrived, you know, she was surprised, oh, there's this woman, you know, like this black woman who is coaching my team and uh, and I was assisting. Then um, then my friend asked if I can join their team, which I, I said, yes, I joined. And uh, the week I joined, that was the week. I, I, I joined on, on a Tuesday and then uh, the Saturday they were going to try. So, you know, my friend suggested that I should um, go for trials as well. And the coach was not impressed to say, you know, this person has just got here. I have players that have been playing in my team for ages. Mm. And now you're telling me about this one. So uh, I was not interested. I didn't even know where I was going. So I was not bothered until she called me on a Friday to say, am I interested to go? Do I know? Um, uh, UJ, it was Rao then. Mm. You know how to get to Rao and stuff. Then I said, I'll find my way there. Then I went. And then they, they started with the selection. I think I was, uh, you know, like I was selected. And then the president then, that was Rita Olsen. Then uh, she called me aside and asked me if I, I have a clearance. Then I was surprised that, you know, like, does this woman know me? It's mm-hmm. not like a white lady talking mm-hmm. to this black child with funny shoes. Oh, I was wearing funny shoes. <laughs> but yeah. So, and then she wanted a clearance. Then my coach asked me to get a clearance. So it was yeah, a story even before the admission thing. For those who are just joining our conversation, we are talking to a netball legend, a Hall of Famer, uh, Ms. Hazel Agumeda, just looking back at a journey playing netball in the 70s and the 80s, and eventually um, going on to be assistant coach in the Proteas um, National, in the Proteas team, and also being honored by uh, the sports minister at the time. So, did you ever represent Southern Transvaal then? Did you get to play matches? Yes, I did. I finally did. Mm. I went, but. Yeah. You know, like to be in that team, you, you know, like it, it it made you feel like you know, like better than black, mm. because, huh, yeah, you know, I remember one time we were booked at um, you know, Tutu for Hotel Tutu for in Pretoria, mm-hmm. because the 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 tournament was there, a provincial tournament. So as players, we we share rooms, mm. but unfortunately for me, I ended up owning. A, a, a big room all by myself because the person I was supposed to to share with decided to go and squat, you know, next door with, with her friends. Was she white? Yes, she was white. I was the only black in the team there. Mm, so they didn't want to share with you? No. No. I, I was good enough 
to play for the team, but not to share a room with them. And how did that make you feel at the time? You know, I had an uncle that was a politician. And, you know, he always said, don't worry, their day will come. Though I didn't understand then, but I always kept saying their day would come. But unfortunately, it looks like it will never come. Do you think not much has changed? A little bit. You know, from the time I started playing to now, um, I don't think it is where it, 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 it should be. I know the current president is trying very hard, but then we're still not where we're supposed to be. I'm not saying put all black players mm. and leave the white players out. You know, we have talent. South Africa has talent, but let's show the court. Yes. And did you at least understand Afrikaans, Mamu Hazel, at the time? Because I would think that the medium of instruction was Afrikaans, even in netball. You know what? Speaking Afrikaans, it was difficult. But when you start scanning, I knew exactly what you were saying, and I will respond in English. <laughs> I but, think that, that was the other uncomfortable thing, that mm. you can't just speak Afrikaans and think, I, I'm not, I, I don't hear what you're saying. I may not be able to answer you, but I will answer in English. And and with all these challenges then, did it affect you on the court? How do you think you played on court when you were given an opportunity, if you were given an opportunity to play? You know, my my talent was not man-made. I, I have a, a, a talent from God. So when I walk on that court, I make sure that I leave footprints. And make sure that everyone will be talking about that black girl with curly hair. So I played my utmost best. It never tempered my spirit. It never changed my style of play. And I guess if we had to look at the positive, even though it sounds wrong to say there's a positive in this situation, but did it mean a lot to you the fact that you... Because of your talent, they could not ignore you, even though um, you were black, but they had to pick you in the team. I think that is what kept me going. That with the talent that I have, they can't just look away. Mm. They just have to use me. You know, it, it, yes. it, it did not even start, you know, as me being a player for Southern Transvaal. Mm. You know, we, we were always called from the way to, to go to Regions Park when they were coaching, coaching clinics, and we will be the ones that are displaying. And I will always be on court, not knowing that, you know, people are just checking how I turn, how I do this. And now when I, I see the girls playing, I'm like, see, now they are coached this, when to me it came naturally. Mm. And you probably didn't have all the support that they have now, the analysts, the physios, the team doctors and everybody. Yeah, we never have. <laughs> we never had that. You know, you get injured, the coach will call you aside, you know, with, with ice and cold water, just put it on that knee, rub it, and then you go back and play. There was no time of saying, no, go to the physio, you need, you need scraping, you need, we were using just bandage. You know that? <laughs> mm. Yeah, but yeah. Bandage and magic bad. water. 
<laughs> just water, pure water from the tap, not even you know, like you know, if you have your 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 vapory water, you mm. think okay, maybe there's magic in this water. <laughs> water from the tap, it doesn't matter which province you play in. Water from the tap, you just put on that anchor or put ice. <laughs> you know, I only learned now that you can't just put ice direct to the skin, but then ah, uh, it was a chill. <laughs> And and when you went to play matches in other provinces, Hazel Gumede, did you um, get to see other black pl- players representing their provinces, or was it just you? You know this um, thing of me playing in the in the um, in the white team. It started very late, you know, because before we had Sona, our own uh, black organization, where it was only us black players. Because I was representing Sona, which is Soweto Netball Association. So we will play Yompumalanga, Guazulu Natal, Bloemfontein. So we will rotate. In June, maybe we, uh, we host the tournament. Then in December, we go to KZN. So all along, playing netball in the East, it was us and us only. So this thing of me playing for the white team, it took a while before I could see other black players. I remember there was one tournament we were going to East London. They even asked me to bring a friend. Oh. Yeah. Because... I took Locadia, my friend, at that time, and we went to East London. She was not. She was a netball player, but she was not going to play. She was just, just accompanying Just me. to keep you company, because you were alone. Yeah, so that I can have a person that I share a room with. You know, half time I have someone to talk. Did did you play during the time, or did you play with the with Miss Dudumsane? We once spoke to her on the show. (laughs) That 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 is my sister. Oh really? Because your story just sounds like hers. I mean, the challenges (laughs) that she had to go through. Yeah, we were together. You know, thanks to Gandhi, because Gandhi saw beyond black. He saw talent in us. He didn't see the papers and stuff. Uh, in 2000, uh, Usu was the assistant coach of Under 21, and I was assistant coach of the senior protea team mm. that travels to, to England. So, yeah, we walked the walk together. It's just that she, she did not play, you know, in white teams and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess you also could not play for your country then because of the color of your skin at the time. Yes. I could not. Does that <laughs> does did it hurt? Does it still hurt? You know that, yeah. You know, tell me, so I only got it very late. Mm. I had an interview uh, with Soweten. I think it was twenty twelve. Mm. That I was compromised for a white card. I remember very well. The tournament was in Bloemfontein. And I would play, and, you know, the game would be stopped for Hazel to do what she did. You know, like, when I came under the pole, mm. and the coaches couldn't understand how I do it. <laughs> and because for me it was natural, it would become difficult for me to, to do it to teach other people. Mm. Because I would just turn. So I was Make sure that yeah, that I am going. I, I'm, I'm just going to be in this team. 
But unfortunately, when names were called, my name was not there. And only in 2012, then I got to hear that I was compromised because a white child was supposed to go. Yeah. Is it is it something that you can get over or that you've managed to get over? You know, when I coach my girls, I always say they just need to be strong and be positive. They live in a, a very bad country and they just need to be strong and fight for their state. Though we're not supposed it's, it's not supposed to be like that now. You know, we, we need to go in a team on marriage. You know, the girls that are playing national now, you know, your your Somi, mm. they, they are quality players. But then up until now, I don't think they are recognized as quality. I know Bomi is, is the captain. Mm. But then are the white players looking at her as their captain or a quota player? Because that is what we were called, quota player. Mm. Because we need to have quota uh, seven white and five black. It has never been seven and five white. So are you saying those numbers should not be there? No, why the numbers? Why not take the girls on marriage? Mm. Why use color? Yeah, and it goes across all sporting codes, even cricket and even even rugby, we have these numbers. But the other argument is that the numbers are important because then um, some players, because of the color of their skin, would not get opportunities to play. Yeah, and you know, like with the technical issues, I know when coach, when you ask, why is this child not playing? Because I think you play better in that position. Then it will be told, you know, no, you know, let's, this this one is good for substitution. She can't start. You know, when she starts the game, mm. she just mess up. But you've never seen that. Yeah. Because she's never been given a chance to start. You're given that last five minutes when, when we are sure that the team is winning already. Mm, then it defeats the whole purpose then. Uh, for those who are just joining our conversation, we are speaking to a legend in netball, Hazel Gumede. Uh, if you are, if you want to weigh in a comment, you can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107 or you can call us on 011-714-2006. She's also a Hall of Famer. We're going to get into that in a time as assistant coach in the national team. There's just a question here um, on Twitter, Mamo Hazel. They want to know, how did you get the nickname special? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have so many nicknames, but uh, this one says because I was I was special. I was Macquitos. I was Professor Mahazel. So they're, they're special. I think one my game was special, mm. and that was noticed by Uput um, Mulifinika from Soweten. He's the one who called me special. Okay. We've got a couple of voice notes here. Let's go to the voice notes, see what the people have to say. You know, picking people for sport on the color of their skin was absolutely terrible. It's still terrible, but at least we've had a change of color. Good evening, Taviso. Yes, this is King Dolph in Bushpark Ridge. Yes, thank you for bringing Mama Hazel into the slot, this favorite slot of mine. Yes, growing up, uh, I think my mom used to talk about her because 
always she always talk about this lady who was so talented you know the the, the very same story that um she's telling right now is similar to the story that my late mom used to tell me so thank you very much i didn't have a name but right now i do have a name i wish my mom was alive so that uh she could hear that uh the the lady or the the, the childhood friend that um he used to tell me about uh his own radio so thank you very much Terry. so yes i enjoy your show thank you very much Okay, thank you very much uh, for that wonderful message. I'm glad that you're enjoying uh, the conversation and it reminds you of your late mom. May her soul rest in peace. Um, Mamo Hazel, just back to the time you were playing before we move to your coaching. Now, you were saying that the world, there was a newspaper called The World. I've heard about it. There was a Sowetan. They were covering you. How often were they covering you? Were you like a big star back? Were you always in the back pages? <laughs> that, that's the case of special comedy. <laughs> you got to your SATC one. Uh. You know, they, <laughs> you're living in good times when you can watch TV until the morning. <laughs> Our TV was <laughs> it ended eight and then we listen to the radio after that. But still watching TV, you just see that thing that says TV one and then you hear people talking, listening to just stories. Mm. So yeah, I was, you know, like on TV, most of the time when we have big tournaments, Hazel uh, would be there. And with the newspapers every weekend, because we will have reporters at Elka Stadium every week. So all the time, you know, the bed page was mine. Sometimes the whole page. <laughs> that is wonderful. No wonder then your yeah. name was well known during the days. And now, mm-hmm. just going forward now, you then got into in, into coaching and you were part of the of, of the national team. Did you feel that you came full circle when you became part of the national team? How did it feel, how did it feel for you? I, I still don't think um, it was a full circle mm. because there's still a lot to be done. You know, listening to the radio every day, going to work and back, and you hear about the number of teenage pregnancies going up, and I'm like, am I doing enough? or have I done enough? Mm. So why the, the girls have time to do other things? Where is sports? What are we doing? You know? Mm. So, yeah, that's the interview. So. And how did you get into coaching then? Was it the plan for you to after your playing days to get into coaching? <laughs> Not really. I think it was just another challenge given to me because... Um, I started with uh, Rob Julian Limited. I went there as a player, but I ended up coaching. You know, um, I'm one person who's impatient. I don't, I, I can't wait. I don't like waiting. If you come late, you'll find me doing something. So if my coach is not there, I start coaching. So that is how I started coaching. I went to to Soweto College, and we didn't have a coach, and I saw these ladies playing netball, and I asked nicely, can I please play? And then I played with them. But it just happens naturally, just like when you're driving, and then you see kids playing, and they're passing the ball, they're doing stepping or, or ball handling. You stop and you correct them. That, that, is how, that is how coaching, you know, came to me, because I, I didn't plan it. 
it just also came naturally. And and now, how would you describe the state of netball in the townships compared to the time when you were playing under those challenges? Yeah, I don't know if maybe I don't move around that much, but I know there's people like Ruskin Tetra who has also started, you know, at grassroots level. I see her mostly on on Facebook. You know, she's trying to revive netball in her area. I have. Uh, your Fatimas who are still trying to revive. She even called me last, uh, I think two weeks back, sent me a message to say, I'll say that, where are you? Mm. I don't see you in netball tournaments. But in my area, I don't see netball. I see boys uh, playing soccer. And in other places where I go, I don't see netball. I think um, as netball players, you see students, we just need to come together and, and do something about it. I know Sisutu is busy yes. uh, in the Val. There's a team there and stuff. But you know you know how, how we fight for positions. So that that is one thing that I can't stand. You start fighting, I pull away. Mm. So that is me. But I wish one day, you know, I, I could I could make a difference. At least where I am now, where I stay, I think I'm going to start soon. Mm. I just need to, I need help study. So maybe if people are listening out there, mm-hmm. if I can just get two sets of netball poles, I don't mind. Put them on the street, let the girls play. If you have old poles, I am available. Bring them to me. I, I don't mind. I put poles on the street. If the street is not, I check with the, with the counselor mm. if which street is not busy, you know. And then I put the poles and the guys start playing. And then that is how I formed, like, I think it was 11 teams when I was in Soweto. 11 teams, and I sent wow. them all to Elka Stadium. But unfortunately, where I sent them, they didn't understand where these girls come from. Because they weren't there, like, how I used to play netball barefooted. They went there, and to some people, it was like a joke. How can you walk all the way? barefooted and you're still going to play on tar barefooted and then that kept the spirit of the kids and when you come across them they want me to come back and, and start all over they can't play on the street all the time it is dangerous for them we need them to be in facilities where it is safe so but then you know without help i can't do it solo Yes, and if there's anybody listening, good Samaritans out there, I had you on Aldrin's show, you, you donate to car guards, you have good hearts, just two sets of netball poles, couple of balls, if you're able to assist, cones, anything, please get in touch with us, 061-4104-107, 061-4104-107. And, and how much does the Federation have to do then with the lack of support? Shouldn't they also be, are they doing enough to make sure that netball is played in the previously disadvantaged communities? You know, I think uh, Cecilia, Cecilia is the current president. I think she, she's trying very hard. But because of COVID, you know, uh, I think her plans were, were disturbed were disturbed a bit. Because when she walked into, the, into office, that is one thing that she was always talking about, taking netball to the people. So when I, I heard her first speech saying that, that gave me hope. But then... COVID happened. So I think now we're stagnant again. 
Okay, for those who are just joining our conversation, we are speaking to uh, Ms. Hazel Gomede, a netball legend, a Hall of Fame. I keep saying we're going we're to get into that. I think we should get into that shortly. But before we get into that, um, I believe there was an interesting experience when you were part of the national team in 2000. Something happened. Did something happen on the plane or was it your first flight experience? And where were you going? Um, with the national team, you know, the first experience uh, was in 1997 mm-hmm. with, the, with the university team. I was also a, a assistant coach to Malin Wagner. Mm. And I think I was also assistant there because of color, because Malin was not part of the Kuksa games and stuff. But uh, she ended up, because she was a, a, a Nepal South Africa coach, head coach, then she, she was appointed to, to to be the coach then. So I traveled with them to Zimbabwe. Mm. Oh, you went to Zimbabwe? Yes, I went to Zimbabwe in 1997 with, for the Kuksa game, mm-hmm. the university game. And then in 2000, it was England with the Proteas. Was that with Coach Elise Kotze? Yeah, with Elise Kotze. And how was that experience for you? No, it was great. Eh? She was actually a good partner. Mm. We still talk up to this day. That's great to hear. Okay, we're going to go back uh, to the voice notes now. I've just got a request for a quick cricket update here from the IPL final. It's the big one. Chapter 2, KKR are now on 72 without loss after nine overs. They are chasing 193 to win um, against the Chennai Super Kings who posted 192 for three. So they need another 121 of 66 balls and um, those openers are still going strong here. But we are still talking to Mamu Hazel Gumede just about netball and looking back at her journey and her career. We will be back after this. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. We do have a voice note that's come through on 061-4104-107. Let's go to that voice note. I feel really honored to be asked to say a few words about Hazel Gumede. What an icon of netball in South Africa. If you think about all that she had to endure over her journey in netball and all the challenges she overcame and how positive she continues to remain about the game in South Africa... It's truly inspirational. I think ahead of the 2023 Netball World Cup, someone like Hazel deserves to be fated. She deserves more accolades to come her way because it's players like Hazel who really set the the tone for change in netball in this country. It's really them who um, endured all the pains and all the struggles of apartheid so young netballers can find fame um, in these days. So... To Hazel, we appreciate you, we honor you, and we are so grateful to have you as part of the G-Sport family. You've stood by us uh, through thick and thin, and even before women's sport was really gaining traction, you said you always want to play a role in the future of South African sport, and you certainly are. So we are so grateful to know you, and uh, congratulations on everything that you've achieved. Thank you, Kes. Um, I think she needs Thank no introduction. Kes Naidu, founder of G-Sport for Girls. They really honored you over the years, uh, Mamu Hazel. How do you feel about that? Wow. 
You know, I have these three women, excluding my grandmother mm. and my mother. You know, it's in has made you and Dutin Sani. You know, I think um, they are my, my, my support system. They know me. They, they know my pain. They understand my pain. They don't have the why. You know, uh, you know what, what Kes was saying just now, it, it just went straight to the heart. You know, because in most cases, as, as women, we don't, we don't celebrate each other. Mm. We would rather pull each other down than celebrate each other. You know, if ever you're no longer in the picture, you are forgotten. But I won't forget the day when Kes Naidu and and Rake, her husband, mm. visited me. I was, whew, yeah, I was at HPC with the national team. We were gonna uh, travel to Australia, and they came. I didn't even know them. I knew, I, I, you know, like Kes was my role model, but she didn't know at that yeah. time, and I don't, I didn't even know her. But for the fact that she was the first black woman in a men's world, you know, being a commentator for cricket, for me, I always wanted to meet this woman. And, you know, when you look at her and you look at her height, her size, and it's like, yo, how did she manage? And, you know, she to speak with authority as she's commentating. So I always, you know, like... Um, Followed her, you know when Robert Marawa is talking about her, I was I would always listen until the day she visited me. I didn't know her. I think in time they gave her my name, mm. and then they came to see me at, and you know like they didn't tell me what was happening because I didn't even know about this sport. They said no, they want me to talk uh, to young girls, you know, just to motivate them. So because that is my second nature. I didn't even ask where are these girls from or whatever. I just said, yes, I will be there. Only to find that when I got there, whew, I'm mm. celebrated. It was like being back from the grave. Wow. Because I never thought, at that time, I never thought there's anyone who who still know about Jesus Gumeto or who knew about me or what I did. I can hear in your voice that you, you're very emotional. And there was also a time when you were honored by the then sports minister, Fiki Lambalula, with a green jacket. You cried that day, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I did. You know, that happened after um, the, my documentary, Heroes in Sports. I think uh, the, uh, there's a, a guy who was working with, uh, with the minister, then Fiki Lambalula, mm. who was watching this and then he recommended that, you know, like he told him, I saw this, and because I was called the last minute. Mm. So, even that, and for me to sing Tandi Day, and my, my, you know, like my icon, Uruha <laughs> Tere. So, yeah. It was a tears of joy, so at least. And, you know, like I was two days from an op where I nearly died. You know, oh. going to an op without anesthesia. I, I, I nearly died on that day.
But I think God kept me for me to wear that Andrew Mangani blazer. Green jacket, the prestigious yes, uh, green jacket. That green jacket. Yeah. Yes. Let's take more voice notes as we wrap up our conversation. Apartheid was a crime against humanity. How can you be so cruel even against children? Then you have people that will call here and have the audacity of talking very bad about the current government. But there's one thing I promised myself. I, 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 my children are in the Model C school and we are whooping them in rugby, in all sporting codes, we are whooping them. And I think that is what they were fearing. I, I want to say today, shine, black child, shine, you are gifted. Uh, Tabiso and fellow SFM listeners, good evening. My name is Tulani Nzima in Croydon. Uh, Tabiso, people must stop misrepresenting the quarters. One, we have to tell the truth as it is. White dominated sports did not want uh, to include talented black people. It's as simple as that. Even sponsors, for that matter, were consistently choosing a white dominated sport. That's why if you go to even a primary school, you find a, a rugby or cricket team having sponsors, whereas a black dominated soccer does, is struggling to get sponsors for that matter. So government in, uh, decided to come up with quotas because they were trying to force the underpainting white dominated sport into into what we call reform as as guided by the constitution of the country. It's as simple as that. otherwise things otherwise things wouldn't change. I mean we hear from the the rugby players. I had one rugby player telling us that after he got out of school, went to varsity and um, there was one place in the team for him and a white player and the coach because he knew the white player's family uh, went for the white player and just said he felt more comfortable with the white player than the guy that he doesn't know even though he was probably a better rugby player at the time and I guess sometimes that's the importance of, 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 the, of these numbers to make sure that people who deserve to play actually get to play, not just to play because of the color of their skin. As we wrap up now, Mamu Hazel Gumere, do you do you follow the Telcom Netball League? Uh, yes, I do. Though um, I'm confused by you know, like these uh, big names that they they call each other. Stings, and, Kingdom uh, Queens, Sunbirds. Yeah, Kingdom Queens, and but you know, for me, uh, I I don't go with any team. Mm. I just go with the good play. Mm-hmm. And is the good play? What do you make of the standard of play? No, the standard of play is very high. You know, when you look back, we, we from COVID, you know, like the training and, and all the levels, uh, the guys were not able to go train and stuff. And then you come, you see them playing this netball. You know, I just feel like I just want to watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's just a pity, though, that it's only exclusive to those who can afford to pay subscription and pay TV. And millions of South Africans are excluded because they can't afford. And then what do you think of a black child, a black girl that is sitting at home without all those appliances they don't have? So where is she going to get the motivation? How is she going to dream? Exactly. Let's take you the... See, co- you just hear about netball. Do we, have, do we still have netball at the, in township schools? Then, mm. oh, there is no sport. Mm. So if you're not in private schools, you won't know about netball. And if you can't afford pay TV and the subscription fees, you can't won't afford. see. You won't. You won't even see the so Proteas, the national like team. Backwards. That is why I'm saying, please, guys, if ever there's people out there who can give poles and balls, bibs, poles, whatever equipment that they can give, mm. for us to start 
you know, the ground rules. Because these child are, are, are you know, mm. wrong things because they have nothing to do. They, yeah. they go to school twice a week, then the following week is three times, then they go one week, and then what are they doing during that third time? Let me just go to the lines quickly. Thanks for holding on, Vincent, in Pushpak Ridge. Good evening. Kalisa, how are you? We are fine. Thanks for news, sir. I want to be quick. Kalisa, uh, mm. tomorrow I'm taking boys, under 15 boys, to go and play in Whitbank. Mm. This is the, uh, under the game that is called Summer Games. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. I will force for this boy to, to go. Cricket South Africa and the, and the province, they said they will select on the trials so that the, the players who are going to play under ball games, they will go straight to national. Mm. So we're forcing to, to say, this is what we don't want because these whites are unrepentant. I can tell you, I can tell you, uh, when we come back next week, we will have a meeting before the game because they are bringing their own and then we are bringing our own from rural areas. One of bringing from uh, from uh, former model C. Mm. So next week I will call to give you a report what what happened because we are, we are giving them a fight to say we need this thing to happen from far rural. We select from far rural, not from upland, straight high and whatever. And then we say this will be the team that should be pushed my my sister, I sympathize with you, but please let us take South Africa forward. Uh, uh, we are now uh, under democracy. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Vincent. Good luck at the trials, even though you feel like you're already um, on the back foot there. We have a World Cup coming up, Mama Hazel, in 2023. It seems like from what we're hearing, um, nothing has, not, not much has changed, even from what you're saying. What do you hope this World Cup does for netball, in, not only in South Africa, but on the continent? And do you think it can do anything for the sport? Yeah, you know, for, for us, you know, I'm, I'm behind Isisulia. You know, I, I support her all the way. But then, what is netball world cup in your country without the right spectators who's going to be watching those games it's mm. people who can afford mm. so wh- my, my question is where does the black child get motivation if ever you are poor like hazel Kumete, because i'm from that poverty if you are poor like myself and you don't have your Joseph Makafulas that will take you from the street and coach you and take you places, to take you to different provinces. So what is going to happen with your future? Yeah, in the land. You know, like, I, you know when, when, I, when I got this call today, I thought, you're talking for one hour. Mm. But I realized that one hour on this topic, it is like one minute. Yes. Because it is a very sensitive topic and it affects all sporting codes. It's not only netball, it's all sporting codes. What are we doing? What are we doing to a black child? Boys and girls. Boys can't go into rugby because of their color. Can't go into cricket because of their color. But, you know, like the sad part, you know, when I was looking at comments about uh, the rugby campaign, it, it, yeah, you mm. know, it triggered. It just 
triggered, you know, something in me to say, in this day and age, there's still people who are talking about a black person like this. So it doesn't matter whether you are a captain or you, you, you are a manager or you are a, a first black coach. You are still, you know, like an underdog. No one respects you. And remember, if you are there, you're giving those positions, the sponsors withdraw. Mm. When are we going to have our uh, more of the mutipes who will support a black child? No, I hear you loud and clear. We just have to leave it there because of time, Mamuezel, but we should have another conversation about these matters going forward. But thank you for taking our call here on SAFM and for being on the line for this long. We just wanted to share your story and give you the respect that you deserve, ma'am. Thank you so much, Tabiso. Thank you. Hopefully we can get those two polls, bowls and cones for you. We've made a note of it. If a good Samaritan does come through, we'll let you know. If not, we will see what we can do with our connections. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Just for and thanks for having me, Tabiso. Thank you, ma'am.